Hey folks, uh, Bill here. Today I hung out with Brandon Miller again. Uh, Brandon is the owner uh, of uh, Iron Asylum Gym here in lovely Soldotna, Alaska. We hung out at his spot uh, today. And if you hear what sounds like bong rips in the background, I want it to be known that was me. I wasn't Brandon. He wasn't baked. I was, however. And, uh, and I appreciate Brandon for hanging out with me while I was baked and answering some of my questions. All right, Trap Lord Circuit, take it away. All right, so we're back with, uh, with Brandon. It's been about who knows how long. Three weeks. Might as well have been three years. Could have been an hour. Too what, long. What is time? It's all relative. Mm. How's work? Good. Good. How's, how's the gym? Got some What's goals today. Good, you got goals. Yeah, well, with this. I'm going to try to talk like I don't have, you know, mumble mouth today. No dicks in the mouth is the is the goal. I'm going to try not to cuss as much even. Fuck yeah. See, I, uh, Makes me... I listened to the last one. It came out a lot better than I expected. Yeah. I was, I was very happy. I was very, very excited how it came out, but I felt myself trailing off a lot in there. I'd get excited, get kind of amped up. You could hear what I was saying, and then I'd kind of trail off into this whole mumbling with a dick in the mouth kind of thing. It just felt like I let you down a little bit on that. But I, I did feel like... I was pretty nervous before I listened to it, thinking, I don't know if this is going to be... Maybe I just sounded like a moron, but I felt that we had a pretty good pretty good deal. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's, uh, there's chemistry, mm. as they would say. Mm-hmm. Pause. Definitely feed off each other. Absolutely. Um, yeah, well, that's the thing that, that people tend to have a, a problem with, especially when they think about a microphone. They, they think about it as the, uh, the microphone being there. They think other people are going to listen to this. and What if they you know think that I'm silly, or what if I ramble on too long? And I think that the rambling is a lot of time. That's uh, a lot of times. That's kind of where the meat is in the conversation. Uh, when you're getting to a point that you know you're you're really able to get across what you want to say, and you really want to get across the sort of analogies or whatever metaphors you want to use when you're speaking. But yeah, a lot of times the good stuff is in the in the rambling, in the dicks in the mouth, as yeah. as the kids would say. And there was definitely some good data in that dicks in the mouth moments. But if it's too dicked in the mouth to be able to make out what's going on. All you're hearing is blah, 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 blah. like I got a dick in my mouth. How are you gonna How are you gonna get the gems out of that? You gotta You gotta be. Able, I gotta just enunciate a little bit. You gotta be able to well, the, put a little bit of put a little bit of emphasis on it so that we can actually hear what I'm saying. The jur- the jewel, the pearl, as they say, comes at the end, especially with dicks in the mouth. Mm. 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 So you gotta. I mean, you gotta. Sometimes you gotta wait. Sometimes you gotta work till you. Till you're able to really get that uh, that uh, pearl of wisdom. There it is from uh, from all of the dicks in the mouth. There it is. I, I know where you're going with this. So I, I completely agree. So hopefully, I gave it that that end result that we we're all looking for. Speaking of dicks in the mouth, any porn stars died lately? I don't think so. I think we're good. Yeah, I think it's, it's been. I think maybe we're rallying back. I think maybe people brought awareness to it. You know, it's it's kind of like the whole vagina hats and stuff. Maybe people are stepping up with the. With the with the porn stars, knowing that they're people too. Yeah, maybe, it's really maybe we weird. started this. Who knows? I mean, we brought it up three weeks ago. It's the catalyst, and it was and there was you know porn stars dying more than more. It was like it was like there was a they're war chopping on, their heads war, off, a war on porn stars for God's sakes. And now we made a comment about it, and they all just maybe they listened to it. Maybe they're like, you know what? And they were like, it's just dicks in the mouth. I think like six people listened to the podcast. Less maybe five of them were porn stars. Were on the way out. They were like, my life's not worth living. And they listened to that, and they were like, you know what? Will and Brandon. They say I got a reason to live, and they respect. Well, I don't know if we go so far as to say we respect them, but we we don't feel that they need to be treated inhumanely, and they should probably not go hang themselves in a park somewhere. Speak for yourself, sir. I have a deep appreciation for the art of uh, of of dicks in the mouth on camera. Well, big fan. Cool. Big, I mean, you know, like in the same way that a person might like music. You know? Oh, you gotta, you know. You see the you see the talent that goes into it. Well, you also have to know what you like. As like well. Dave Matthews Band, I can't stand his music, but I can appreciate the gift the man had. Well, okay, so and here's the thing about Dave Matthews, like groupies at Dave Matthews Band's concerts. Mm-hmm. Now, gotta be in their fifties at this point. Gotta be. Gotta yeah. be. At, which at least forties. Yeah, which would be the demographic, uh, like the porn demographic, which, by the way, Pornhub is in a place where, like, anything you are looking for, as long as it's legal, it exists on Pornhub, and there is somebody making it for free. Yeah. 
I'm not, you know, you know, not to not to go down this rabbit hole, but we didn't really have a scheduled idea of what we were going to talk about today. No. But I have I have noticed that porn is going in a direction kind of like how music makes you feel older as you know your music starts to go into now that Alice in Chains, Nirvana, Soundgarden, those Tool, those bands have kind of faded out. Kids today have no idea who any of them are. They're kind of like the Leonard Skinnerds and people like that from when we were growing up and thinking our parents were weird for listening to that stuff. Peter Frampton. There it is. Frampton comes alive. There it is. Yeah, um, porn has gone that way. Like I'm not, I'm not really down with the pegging thing that seems to be a rage where girls are now putting on fake penises and having sex with men. And uh, that's a new one that I've seen pop up a lot as of late. The other one is um, the trannies, and it's confusing to me, is that you've got these chicks slash dudes that would definitely pass a a test if you were to just see this person fully clothed. You would say that is definitely a chick, but she is she she's definitely still packing equipment that would make her technically a man. And then they have sex with a girl, and I don't I'm so confused. Like, I mean, what are you, it's just a lot of, you know, it's okay. not technically gay sex, but it is a chick with a penis having sex with it. If you're interested in this, mm-hmm. you want to have this discussion. My kid's uh, nanny, my, not my, not my uh, kid's current nanny. They don't mm-hmm. have one, but former babysitter, a kid that used to watch my, uh, my son, um, is uh, transgender, right? Mm-hmm. Like she was, uh, she was active duty air force. She, uh, she was, uh, uh, Glenn or something, whatever, whatever her name was then. She is now Nyla. Uh, her name doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, so you wouldn't know. But she at one point was uh, dating a transgender female to male. So the equipment was working. Yeah, they were just in comp- like they were. That's so weird. So she was a girl, and he was a. G- or- he was a dude that wanted to be a girl, and the guy she was dating was a chick wanting to be a guy. I, I, so they flipped it, where they could have just been a guy and a girl together, but now they were a, I'm a guy that wants to be a girl who's now dating a girl that wants to be a guy. Is Am I following that trend? Uh, if, if, when you're putting it like that, uh, I think you got it right. Now, wow. uh, if we were talking about kids, like if we were talking about like 12-year-olds, then yeah. I would say, you know, like we got to we gotta figure out a better way to, to discuss this and do this. But if we were talking about like uh, 22, 23, 24, 25-year-old, 6-year-old uh, adults, then, you know, it's like they've committed to whatever. Like once you get your driver's license changed to mm-hmm. reflect that uh, like whatever hormones you're shooting into you, uh, to make you feel like the the better version of you, uh, then I don't think that's any different than if um, someone is necessarily like taking a pre workout or not pre workout's a little bit heavy, but if a if someone is taking like a nootropic yeah. um, to uh, to become the best version of themselves, if you if in your brain right, uh, like you you're you're into bodybuilding. I am. Okay. You are trying to build uh, the, the best body for yourself on the frame that you have. Um, that, that best reflects the, the savage in you. Uh, these people are just trying to find someone less savage. You start talking about kids, though, or, or that's a whole different answer. Like, um, if, if a buddy of mine, he's got a, a seven, he's probably seven years old now, eight years old nephew. Um, who was convinced that he was a girl. Um, and the family, like, her, or his mom is totally on board with starting, like, hormones before puberty. There's a lot of crazy shit out there. You don't even know how to start your life at 20. How in the hell would you know what to... And we're talking, like, picking a job or a major in college, let alone taking hormones to change your sexual... I, I, I don't... I don't, I can't get behind that. You know, I just think that you need to at least, I'm not saying that there needs to be a law against what you can do with your body, but I just see that. I mean, it's getting a tattoo on your forehead at 13 years old would be really, really stupid. So to go and get your penis cut off or get a penis added to you and start taking a bunch of hormones, that to me seems like just a terrible, terrible idea that you might come back and regret later on. You want a Chris Jenner it? I really don't care. I don't give a shit. 
I don't even care about it being in powerlifting and bodybuilding and MMA because it's not like a girl is going to turn and decide to be a dude and come in and give it a competition and make it unfair for them. I do see it being a huge problem in those positions where a guy now decides they have a few of those in powerlifting and a few of those in the MMA where they've decided to go from a a guy and now become a girl and it's like you know you still have the unfair advantage as far as hormones and I but it's the ladies who are going to have to fight the, that battle it's not something that's really crossing over into my world well that's a really weird thing though um with the uh, the male to female mm-hmm. uh, especially with when you bring up MMA you talk about someone like uh, like Fallon Fox that's right. yeah, that's uh right. who's a navy veteran and if i understand correctly has a child like is the father was at one point the father of a child unless he was the mother of the child while he was the father of the child I'm with you I'm still following you I mean I'm not yeah. trying to not trying to be a dick, but if you're trying to, but if you're making a living, you've decided that you're going to, you are a woman, a man trapped in a woman's body, and the best option for you to make a living is beating the shit out of women. Um, then we're having a completely different discussion. We aren't talking about um, a woman who, uh, a man who transitioned into a woman and now wants to be a nurse or. Yeah. Uh, one no, we're we're talking about a, a profession of violence. And we're having a big issue with that with the powerlifting federation that I'm a part of. Is they now we're getting, and I don't even know if it's people that actually want to be part of the federation, but it feels like it's kind of just a witch hunt at this point. Where any federation, any organization, period, not necessarily you know, I mean, kind of like you have the baking cake shops that are getting picked on if they're Christian owned and they refuse to make a cake for a gay wedding kind of thing. It's just, it's not even that they want that shop to make them a cake. It's how can we start a, a situation that's going to make headline news. And so I feel that the federations, the powerlifting federations are an easy target as is the MMA, because what do you do if you say, sorry, you're only allowed to compete as the gender that you were born as then you're now considered sexist or transphobic or homophobic, whatever they're going to throw you down as. And it's uh, and then if you let a male like Fallon Fox, who's transitioned to becoming a female, decide to go in and he's now kicking the living hell out of women, I mean, are you right in allowing that to happen either? Both sides are just rough. And if you're having to take hormones to make yourself something, then you are apparently not that person in my opinion you are not you're not that person i don't care what you want to become it's your body and you can do whatever you want but if you're i I very much so live by the mentality of you can do whatever the hell you want to do with your own body as long as it is not hurting or affecting somebody else in a negative way and so that's that's where i that's where i stand and so when you come in like that and you are now a man who has decided to transfer to being a woman but you want to take that situation and and beat the piss out of a woman it's no different than a dude hitting a chick in my opinion and that's unacceptable that's not it's not acceptable all right on uh well you want you want to keep down this road because now nah, what cause, i'm good i think we we ran it into because olympic boxing is coming up in a couple of years Ooh, and how is that going to be going with across the world i mean we are Fuck, the only we are the only country that's really playing I mean, maybe canada so ah uh, I guarantee Russia's not going to go for it. I guarantee Middle Eastern countries aren't going to go for it. Yeah, I don't think uh, Saudi Arabia is going to jump on no, that one. No, they just let them start driving this like month. It's like a huge deal. They <laughs> let women start driving. You think they're going to let them start chopping off penises and adding penises? No, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> we are a far cry away from the world jumping on board. I mean, we get called backwoods all the time here because we think. The way I think, and I feel like I'm pretty open-minded. But, uh, yeah, I just even... Jeez, I mean, I, I spent a couple years of my life in that area. You even joke about gay stuff and they come unglued. They will... They do not handle the idea of gays at all. And unless... Women, apparently, unless you're a child. Unless you're a child. Then it's... Yeah. Oof, that was some creepy stuff. Creepy, creepy stuff. We're not allowed to intervene. And God, they get mad when you call them on it. When you tell them they're being... That that's wrong. They get really upset. They don't. They don't want to listen to it. But. Oh well. Nah. 
Hey, neither here nor there. Um, okay, so with the bodybuilding, um, what mm. made you transition to bodybuilding from powerlifting? Powerlifting was just, it was a, I got to the point where a big part of it is the psychology behind it. My, the gym for me is a, is a kind of a, a version of Prozac where I can't, I can't really, since I got out of the army, I've had problems with, with readjusting and I've had problems with, um, just keeping a positive attitude, keeping a good headset, lost a lot of buddies to suicide, all that jazz and definitely was starting to battle some of my demons of my own and I uh, and the gym was that with bodybuilding you can go into the gym at any time and just go to you know it doesn't matter if you're hurt if you got an issue somewhere you, there's always a way to work around that issue and be able to you know if if you really got a bum leg or a bum arm you can do another exercise and still give yourself a hell of a workout and kind of get all that aggression out release those endorphins get yourself moving in a in a good direction powerlifting and you can just lighten up the weight and you don't even have to really pay attention to the weight it's all about getting a good burn and getting get an amazing workout with powerlifting it's all about those three main lifts and the accessory lifts that go with bench press squat and deadlift and if you are hurt you can't really do that day and also on a on a powerlifting program you have numbers that you have to hit every single day you have to try and get as close to those numbers as possible and when you fail which I found that you know I did the powerlifting for two years and I I had a lot of fun doing it but when you get an injury like I picked up a pretty weird injury in my legs just strained some muscles and after a few months I still hadn't gotten better and that's why I decided to go back to powerlifting but I needed the gym I needed the gym to keep my head in a good place and it was not I was failing at my lifts constantly I was failing at my at my not even able to get in and do you know a third of what I used to be able to do on squat because of these leg injuries that I was having and I needed to be able to just lighten up the load and go a little bit easier and so I decided to switch back over and been doing this now for I think three or four weeks five weeks five weeks and it's cool it's put my head into a better place again not having bad days life is life's good now, how does the lifting cycle change um, from powerlifting to uh, bodybuilding? Body reps and sets are kind of the, the main thing. Reps mainly, though. You're still doing four to five sets, just like you would in powerlifting. But powerlifting, you generally never go over more than you know five reps, and you're doing as heavy as possible for those five reps for the most part. It's, it's always like that. And then a huge weight in between, usually three to five minutes between sets, so you do bench press, you, you would go and you would do whatever weight you're supposed to do that day for five reps, really slow, controlled, and then rack it. And now you start, you know, holding off for three minutes, let your body almost completely recover. Bodybuilding, it's kind of all about keeping the, the body under constant tension, constant, keeping your, yourself in a constant state of shock, always changing up things, not giving yourself muscle, not giving the muscles time to relax. You're you, you take about a minute between sets at most just and then jump right into another one. A lot of times you'll keep the muscle confused by doing what's called supersets where you do a set of biceps straight into a set of, uh, into set of triceps, straight back into biceps, back into triceps, back and forth all the way through with no rest in between just or doing circuits or doing whatever. And higher reps more in the 10 to 15 rep range with no real rest and it, it has been a huge change I can't believe how much my cardio has gone to hell in the last two years just by not not being in the gym and doing high reps not and taking such long breaks like I'm five weeks into it I'm starting to get a little bit back but it's a it's kicking my ass now how does the diet change when you're going from body uh, from powerlifting to bodybuilding you definitely have to clean it up um, which with the with the and eating more i i have to eat i have to eat more as a bodybuilder to keep it where i'm constantly growing where as a as a power lifter i knew that i needed to eat this amount you know eat, eat about whatever i decided to eat every three to four hours eat that and now i'm having to eat every two hours to keep where i'm not burning off the muscle and keeping it going but when i was a Powerlifter, I wanted to compete at 242 pounds, so I knew if I maintained that eating every three to four hours, 
I was able to stay right at 242 and not up in my food amount. Now that I'm wanting to try and get bigger, I'm now having to eat more often so as to put on weight. Do you ever wonder, like, I have to ask this, man. It's always been a, a curious uh, curiosity for me. Like, do you ever, like, worry about getting to a point where it's becoming a pain in the ass to, like, put on a belt? I can't wipe my ass from back to, or front to back anymore. I, I've, I've switched over to the whole back to front, so... Uh, eventually it'll probably get to the point where my wife has to help me or something. But the belt, yeah, I mean, my mobility. I look like a an idiot trying to get a belt on. It gets a little a little stupid. Putting on socks a lot of the times. That uh, started taking some Brazilian jiu-jitsu now from the place here in town just for that reason because my mobility had gotten so ridiculously stupid. And there's a lot bigger guys out there than I am that are plenty mobile it's just i've trained i guess you could say incorrectly i have not been not been training and keeping the mobility in mind but there's plenty of guys out there that are bigger than me that that have got plenty of mobility they've just been smarter about how they trained i just tried to get big and tried to get strong and kind of neglected all the stretching and neglected all the paying attention to what i needed to do to keep everything moving the way it used to so do you worry about, like, the accumulation of, like, fascia? Could you kind of explain fascia? The fascia is that clear membrane that goes around all the different muscles. And, yeah, it's definitely, I mean, that's why I've, I've done a lot of looking into and pay a lot of attention to how you can manipulate that doing things like body tempering with using things like the, the pain pill and the boomstick. You've got a, a thing at the gym that just looks like a big, looks like a big dildo is what it looks like but it weighs 37 pounds and it's you can dig into spots that are locked up and it releases that fascia because that fascia will start to bind and so when you've got two muscles to get when that mat and that fascia it kind of starts to mash together you get into a, a world of dookie quick where you can't can't open you know you can't move your arms your shoulders get stuck your chest gets stuck it just you need to keep that stuff moving and that's why somebody like a rolfer or an ART guy, they are really, really good at being able to manipulate the fascia, let it relax, get it going. But um, foam rolling for stuff you can do on your own, that's always a good one to do. Foam rolling will break that up quite a bit. And as I was saying, this whole using the the stuff that Donnie Thompson has come up with, with using the... The, the 37-pound dildo? The 37-pound dildo, yeah. He came up with that. What kind of gym do you run? It gets a little wild. I like the way you party, sir. It's it a little wild. All right, now if someone's trying to uh, to get out to your gym to party, how do they do that? They just go ahead and give me a call, and I will I will go ahead. It's the Iron Asylum. So you can look me up on Facebook or call me at 953-4720, and I will be more than happy to link up with you at my earliest convenience that, or whatever works best for you. I will get there and, and be able to make it happen. But I do run another business too so it's it's tough to tough to always be able to be there immediately when people need me but my house is only about 10 minutes away so i can get there pretty quick in the morning or at night okay um now can i talk to you about something how much time do you have i have 28 minutes 28 but i can bump it out a little bit further than that i can i can i can send a text message to the guy i'm supposed to be meeting at the gym and uh so you go ahead and ask your question and i will try to have this written by the time that you you uh, are finished with your question. Well, this is just um, just something that I've been going through in uh, in my own uh, my own daily work at whatever it is that I'm working at. Um, I've been finding myself getting rid of a lot of stuff, like um, taking a lot of, lot of stuff to you know um, to like the local charities, bringing like bags and bags of clothes, just trying to like slim down. It's, I don't know, not necessarily spring cleaning, but it's like dialing back on on possessions in my life. Uh, for example, a friend of mine is uh, heading up to Anchorage, and uh, I was going to ask them, uh, like I was just talking to him like, uh, about uh, stopping by Obsession Records, right, in, uh, uh, in Anchorage, you know, just... The idea of buying shit is, and just buying shit and then what is important and what is just shit and then what matters to me uh, versus uh, slimming back on on possessions. Like having stuff is becoming less and less important to me. Um, 
And that's just something, like, I don't even know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's a very good thing. What, is that the question? What, well, is this a good thing or a bad thing? I don't thing? know. Do you ever find yourself going through anything like that? I I am very detached from all of my shit. And the, I don't remember where the hell I heard it, but somebody said a quote somewhere, and it was basically, if you have a bunch of stuff, your stuff ends up owning you. And so, I think that was Fight Club. Wasn't it? Fairly certain right. that was. I think you're right. Over a long enough time, your possession, your your yeah. things that possess us, or the things we possess begin Pos- to possess us. Yeah, something like Fuck, that. I'm going to watch Fight Club tonight. Okay, watch it and let me know. Because it's driving me nuts right now, I don't remember where I heard it. But I think It was that, definitely Fight Club. Cool. I'm fairly, so, I think. So we got to the bottom of it. If you're listening at home, and it was Fight Club, damn it, I was right. Yeah. All but, right. Um, when my my moment was when I, right before I joined the army, I moved out of my apartment and I owned all this stuff, just stuff, and I put it all into a forty foot long storage container and had it in there for you know for a month before I decided if I was joining the army or if I was moving back to Alaska or what I was doing. I was living in Denver at the time and finally decided I'm joining the army. Called my parents and I said, hey, I got all this stuff. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. And my dad said, here's the deal. I will pay for one pallet, no more than 500 pounds, as much as you can stack on one pallet. I will pay for that to be moved home. And I had a 40-foot by 10-foot wide. I mean, you could park a full-size long bed pickup in this damn, in this thing. And it was packed from roof to ceiling all the way back to front. And uh, I had to, to go through that. And all this stuff, you know, I had... I had, in my mind, this is all my shit. This is all the stuff that defines me. This is everything that is mine. And by the time I feel that, that I had to go through it before I to, to make this pallet, I had everything knocked down to one pallet and everything else was in the dumpster or I just gave it away. And honestly, I couldn't even tell you besides like some speakers. That's all I can think of. No, I think I even sent the speakers home and then they got destroyed in the time that I was in the army, my brother blew him up or lit him on fire or something. I don't remember what happened, but it was literally just, there was just junk. The only thing that I cared about because, and I don't even honestly care about them anymore were CDs and pictures. I still care about the pictures, but CDs, I mean, everything is now at your fingertips when you just, I mean, you pay nine ninety nine a month to iTunes and you have every CD that you could ever think of at your fingertips. Immediately. The entire CD is right there. You don't even have to pay anymore to download music if you don't want to. It's just right there on can Apple I, Music. Can I tell you how much of an asshole I am with iTunes? What's that? Like, I get pissed when I can't find stuff on iTunes that I know exists, uh-huh. but it's like, it doesn't exist on, it doesn't exist in the iTunes. I have every other thing. Tool is it, one of the ones that's not on there. Yeah. yeah. Tool's not on there. Um, and, and I'm not sure why, because a perfect circle is. It's, yeah, it's something, probably with the record label not being up to par with iTunes like they got some pissing contest going on maybe maybe you know what pisses me off is is fucking Netflix dropping shows that you're in the middle of like they dropped Always Sunny the other day I I swear to god I swear to god Always Sunny was on there just a couple weeks ago it is no longer on Netflix it was there I think two weeks ago yeah not there checked because for some reason my uh, my stupid um whatchamacallit, DVR didn't record this last season of, of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and I was I was like, oh, I'll just go, it's gotta be on Netflix by now. Gone. Not there. Really, uh, really hurt me in my heart, because I love Always Sunny. Um, now are you a Netflix or, or uh, Amazon guy? Do you switch between the two? I have both. I have both. Because I, uh, I have a, a stick, one of those hacked Amazon Fire Sticks, that it's actually like, it's kind of like I don't know, Napster for movies. You can go into this. It works just like a normal Amazon Prime stick, but then... You, you realize go, this is going on the internet. Oh, yeah. What are they going to do? Oh. Yeah, you're big. You're fucking... Okay, Pablo. You're right. I know, man. I mean, this is... I think I think we'll be okay. Okay. Since bigger. you can buy them on eBay, I'm, I'm not thinking... It's not like I can go buy Oh, fuck. Well, you're not importing it. No. You're not like... You're not the big... You're not the big like no, distributor the, on the West no, Coast. No. You're not the big fire stick no, overlord. I'm just a guy that owns one. You're not, like, you're not like the Barry Seal of fire stick guys. No. No, that'd suck to get killed over a fucking fire stick. Oh, shit. Or a whole bunch of fire sticks? I know. 
Yeah, like like they're. I did buy it from a Hispanic guy, so I guess it does feel a little bit. I think he might be Colombian. Yeah. I'll have to ask him. Yeah. Yeah. Find out. Yeah. yeah. Find out if he's uh, got. Uh, yeah. Back to your shit owning you though. Yeah. Because I was taking us down a path we didn't yeah. need to delve into. Um, no, I think it's a very good thing because then I went and uh, left, sent all that stuff to Alaska. So even that one pallet of stuff that I couldn't live without, that went away. I I, uh, I had nothing because I had to go to basic training, so everything had to go home. And I got to Fort Polk, and we were deploying every other year. So even the stuff that you accumulate in that year had to go into storage every time you went on a deployment and then you went over there with a backpack full of stuff that was your stuff one backpack that was your personal items and it was usually a small dvd player and some and an ipod and that was fucking liberating dude that was it and you didn't need any of it and not having a cell phone i mean how amazing was that i was great you had that phantom buzz did you get the phantom buzz in your pocket for a couple weeks where you actually (laughs) felt like you were getting a text message yeah i know what you're talking about i know yeah I have a buddy of mine, and and I appreciate this. One of my favorite things about him is he lost his cell phone like five, four or five months ago. Still hasn't got one. Still again. hasn't replaced it. I it's wish, it, I, wish yo, I had that freedom. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No. And he's and he's like a part owner of a business. Yeah. Yeah. Like and I, like that's on some Tim Ferriss caveman shit. That guy, uh, the 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 pretty singing kid, the red haired ginger. Uh, Oh, she, uh, Ed, Sheeran. She, Ed Sheeran, yeah, yeah. No, no social media. All he has is an email. No cell phone. He has an email that only certain people know how to get a hold of him on, and that's how he stays. But he completely stays off social media. He has nothing to do with any of that stuff. How awesome would that be? What if it's the same email address he had when he was like fifteen? It's got to be a hotmail. Yeah, got to be a hotmail. Yo, it's like or. A, or, or AOL, maybe? Happy singing ginger. Well, he's British, so it'd be like BOL. Oh, yeah. Or, what? Did, I don't know if they had AOL yeah. in, in the UK. Yeah, I mean, AOL.UK, uh, maybe? Probably. Perhaps. Yeah. Probably like that. Yeah. Um, no, man, I need my phone for everything. Gotta be able to run credit cards. I gotta be able to type in the codes so people can have access to the gym. Have to be able to to uh, run supplements on it I have to be able to take phone calls for everybody calling me when they have water well issues or when everybody wants to get into the gym I have to keep Facebook for the same that's where 90% of my people have come to the gym from have come from Facebook it's just a I, I it's a crazy crazy amount of necessity to uh, to be on hooked into that whole thing I would give anything to go back to not having to need all that but I would never survive in either of my businesses if I if I ever switched back I'm not I can't even get by with a flip phone I tried to cut myself down to a flip phone and couldn't run credit cards couldn't couldn't use MapQuest to find people's houses when they gave me terrible directions it was you know it's I, I rely on my damn iPhone more than most people so I had a conversation recently uh, about the need for social media with um with a guy, with a small business owner, and um, I explained to him that I don't have like a Facebook page for for the uh, for the podcast. I barely have one for the radio show. Mm-hmm. I just like I don't. I'd rather like that shit just kind of grows organically. It just it seems better and seems uh, more natural, more fluid that way. But um, it does work. Yeah. Well, I'm also like. Uh, I don't have to pay any bills. Like my phone bills, all I got for yeah. the podcast. That's all I got to do. I just got to make sure the the internet stays on. But the, I mean the the advertising on Facebook costs nothing. It's unless you boost the post, and that costs you. You get to choose how much you want to pay. You know, when I want to boost a post, if we're having some event or some program going on at the gym. I just pay fifteen bucks or something, and that makes it reach out to where you hit five thousand people for fifteen bucks. I mean, it's it's ridiculous because how long every do you get person, that? It just depends on how many days you pick, how many days you want to do it, and you and it sets, and then you pick your amount of money that you're willing to put into it. And so when you do that, it's it just kind of floods the internet because it makes everybody who likes like I have close to a thousand people who have liked the gym. So whenever I boost something, it immediately goes to all of them onto their page and then it then goes to all of their friends 
So that's how it works. And if those people then like the post, it then goes to all their friends. So it just keeps on spreading out. And pretty soon you've reached this huge amount of people within just a couple of days. I mean, it hits everybody in town. We, we, it hits everything that I've boosted for between 15 and 30 bucks has hit over 5,000 people. So that's, and it even narrows it down to your demographic. Like it lets you set parameters on the age. It lets you set parameters on male, female, and the within the radius of the zip code that you want to shoot it at. And so it works pretty good. So you get to better target your audience. Yeah. I mean, it's, my gym is not made for a 13 year old kid, you know, it's, it's made for, so and it's not made for an 80 year old man. So why would I have it in those yeah. parameters? Well, let's, let's talk about that. Like, um, was the branding of that intentional? Of my gym? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wanted it to be... It was It was a definitely a scary thing to do. And if I didn't have as amazing of a woman in my life as I do with my wife, I probably wouldn't have had the balls to do it. But it was... You know, I looked at it as the other gyms, they're great, but they're just not... They're not what I want to be. It's not my gym. And I wanted a gym that was focused directly on what mattered to me. And if it worked, then awesome. If it didn't, then at least I tried. And I know that I at least did what I, I made what I wanted to make. And if nobody else wanted that, then that sucks. But, you know, at least I tried. It's a lot better than being the guy who stands back and, and wonders, you know, the whole time. Or then you, even worse than that, is seeing the guy that eventually comes, you know, follows through with your idea and, uh, and it goes great. I mean... I kind of saw that with my one buddy who who did a CrossFit thing, and it, it kind of, he he went with it, and he ended up, you know, kind of, it, it fell apart on him, and then a lot of other people have come up here and have taken it and gone awesome with it. Now you got, you got Nikki doing her thing, she's doing fantastic, her and Kyle, and you've got, um, what's his name over there, uh, uh, you got Brennan doing his thing. Canos, yeah doing doing awesome i mean both of those places got just all kinds of people going in there and this guy that i first met you know he he kind of got people interested in crossfit but then it he never really felt followed through with it the way he should have and it it ended up kind of falling apart and because he never wanted to put that time into it and actually make it happen and he got the the bug in everybody's ass to get everybody up and going and then Everybody else kind of came in after the bug was here and capitalized on something that if he would have been the actually gone for it like Brennan did or like Nikki did, they would have gone. He would have been the original guy and he could have gone through the roof and probably had everybody. And that's, but you know, now that guy's got to sit back and look at this for the rest of his life and be like, well, he's going to other people's CrossFit gyms thinking this was my idea. I came up with it, but I didn't pull the trigger like I should have. Do you think that it's a like a fear of uh, failure or a fear of like the hard work? Um, it's tough to take yourself out of your comfort zone, and I have the amazing advantage in my life of having the grandparents that I have. I have these two incredible people that have my back on every decision I make, good or bad, and they are they're not hurting on money, so. I've I've not had to fall back on them yet, but it's nice to know that if I were to come up with an idea, you know, if the gym were to totally go to shit and just fall apart, I don't have to worry about losing my house. I don't have to worry about losing my car. I don't have to worry about, and I have my other business that's backing me up, and that's why I can afford to have the gym go up and down. And as long as it doesn't lose a whole lot of money, it, it's I'm I'm gonna be okay. Um, but I, I still have that backup plan. I would never put myself in a position where my kid might not have diapers or not have formula or not have the ability to go to the hospital and not be able to afford insurance for him. I mean, if I didn't have that family backup plan that I hope I never have to use, but I at least have that feeling of security, I mean, would I, would I say, okay, well, I'm going to go open up a 2,000-square-foot gym, buy $100,000 worth of equipment, fill it all in there and if it falls apart I don't know what the hell I'm going to do and I might not be able to afford for my kid to get 
insurance this month. I mean, insurance right now is costing me 2200 a month. That's, I, I, that, you know what I'm saying? Like it could really, I can understand somebody who they got to focus on, well, this is my passion, but I need to take care of my family. So I can't take the chance on going this direction. I'm going to have to go get a job on the slope or I'm going to have to go get a job. Even, I mean, I would be making more money if I didn't have the other, the water well business and I only had the gym, I'd make more money flipping burgers at McDonald's than I would with the gym if I was working 40 hours a week at McDonald's. So it's not like the gym is enough money for me to live on, but I only wanted it to break even and we're at least making a little bit of money on it each month, which is just keeps getting thrown back into buying more equipment and setting us up now where we can move into a new place is my, a bigger place. Well, without going into like too much of like um, like like your future plans, mm-hmm. what um, what is the next? Like, do you have a, a window of like the next six months for a year? Do you have a spot plan? Do you? If I was able to get into a a uh, another thousand square foot bay, if I could add another bay to what I have right now, we're at two thousand feet. I would. I've got enough equipment at this point to fill up a three thousand a three thousand square foot area, and so I would. I would love to move into get a little bit bigger space move things are getting a little crunched in there i couldn't you know at this point i couldn't bring in a yoga ball without it being in the way it's we are just packed up with junk and we need more cardio equipment we need i have a few different machines i'm always buying new stuff and i just got it squirreled away in places and we need to we need to get it get it set up and get it going so we'll um i I need to find a new a, a bigger place but We'll just see when that opportunity. That's where I'm kind of on the fence right now. Do I go ahead and just go out on a on a limb here and build a building and hope that everything keeps going, or do I go ahead and and hold off and wait to see if a new place to rent opens up? You know, now you're throwing rents about a thousand dollars for a thousand square foot, a buck a square foot. So you're talking three thousand dollars a month going out towards rent, and you don't own the place. You just keep on paying to rent the place whereas if you have a mortgage you're eventually going to pay it off and now you have you got a building that's that's yours you pay three thousand bucks a month towards that you got yourself an actual building and you got you got an actual you've got something at the end of it and all that's profit so it's a that's a toss-up that's in my head right now that i'm trying to sort out and figure out what i need to do okay um so then uh yeah, right on. Yeah, no, I'd love to, I, I want to get bigger. I want to get not, not fitness place bigger. I, I can't, you know, I don't, I don't think that powerlifting, I want to stay true to what I'm into and that's powerlifting and bodybuilding only. I don't want to go into yoga. I don't want to go into Zumba. I don't want to go into CrossFit. I don't want to go into any of the other stuff out there. Those are my two things. I don't mind when people come in and you can do as long as you can get along with everybody else, I don't care what you do, but it is primarily a bodybuilding, powerlifting gym. We're a good group of guys and girls that are easy to get along with, but if you come in there and want to do CrossFit, we don't mind. But, you know, there's, in the other places, you could always feel that it kind of got, what's the word, tribalistic, I guess, where yeah. mm-hmm. I'm a CrossFitter, I'm a powerlifter, I'm a, and I was just as guilty of it. You know, I felt like we are the best. We are, we are all that matters and everybody else should work around us. And it's, it's, you know, I've opened my eyes and realized that that's not the way it needs to be, but it's tough when you, when you combine a bunch of different things to get everybody to get along. It's, it's very, very difficult. People do weird stuff, especially, I mean, it's, it's tough to put out the fires in my place. Like I, we're all doing the same thing and I still have a lot of fires that I have to put out and hand soap. Hand soap and bathroom fart spray. I would not, you know, the like the Febreze or the Scentsy Squirt things. I would not think th- those were not things that I thought were going to be stuff that got stolen constantly. But I have to replace the hand soap like five times a month. It's ridiculous. People steal my fucking hand soap all the time. It's whatever. I really didn't expect those to be the big toilet paper. They steal toilet paper. They steal paper towels. I'm guessing it's got to be the young guys. They have an apartment. They don't want to pay for their own toilet paper. Listen, young guys who go to his gym... stealing my toilet paper. Fuck, man. Replace it with shit you stole from other places. No, don't. Because I I have a very sensitive butthole. And I like to have it 
you know, I like to have some nice quality, some Charmin esque kind of okay, stuff. Okay, so shoplift. So don't, so don't shoplift. I don't. Um, just don't steal my toilet paper. That's all you got to do. Just you know, go go steal napkins from from damn McDonald's. Wipe your ass with that if that's what you need to do. But don't. Don't steal my toilet. Well, how many uh, of the people that, that go to your gym that train there on a regular basis do you oh. think are actually going to McDonald's? I I like McDonald's. Yeah, but how often do you actually go into McDonald's? Like you hit up the drive through. Um, no, I go inside. Yeah? I do. I, I have a weakness for the damn chicken McNuggets. Even watching like the pink goop. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I uh, it doesn't even phase me. That I got a little upset when they got rid of the hot mustard, but they brought it back, and I'm good now. I got the pico de gallo chicken. That was the most sensible thing I could find yeah. on their menu. Pretty good. It wasn't bad. You know, I spilt it, made a mess, and looked like I, I had green jism on my pants. It was wow. weird. It looked like something out like a like a sex scene from Mars Attacks. I've been eating clean for two weeks now. Out of the five weeks, I've the last two weeks, I finally have kind of clean my my act up okay so when you say clean what does that mean i've just not eaten mcdonald's and not eaten pizza i've been eating chicken steak rice sweet potatoes potatoes that's it i'm not a big i'm not a big vegetable fan but i i get it down sometimes all right um today uh whatever day you're listening to this today the day it was recorded uh was national pizza day oh man yeah, I had pizza yesterday. Dude, I love I, pizza. Oh, B and H pizza. We've I'll, got some. We've got some really good, solid, um, like go to mom and pop yeah, get a slice of pizza places. B and H pizza, pizza boys. I work for Pizza Boys. I stopping in there. I I go in there way too much, but they have good pizza. I'm a big fan. They make their own sauces. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I think my favorite thing about them is that they make their own sauces. So. Um, I try not to talk work stuff. Yeah. But, um, okay, so I lost a sponsor. Really? Yeah. How come? Um, they couldn't come to agreement with, um, it was it was the, the, the weed store. Oh. The, the dispensary. Um, they couldn't come to an agreement with the radio station on how to promote uh, the um, cannabis because... It is still federally illegal. It's Mm -hmm. legal in the state, but it's federally illegal. I don't think that they're running any kind of cannabis ads or that they ever did um, in Anchorage or in Fairbanks or any of those other places. I really do think that um, we're pushing that that bar here. Um, but whatever, for whatever reason it was, they could not come to an agreement on the, the sponsorship of my show. So... I'm angling. I have to angle for a new sponsor because I don't make any money from the sponsors. The sponsors that come on my show, like I like them for it to be like, hopefully someone that I like with uh, like ASAP. Tell me, like Pat Mize, the dude that owns it, mm-hmm. the, just the shit. I love Very that nice guy. guy. I love that. I, mean, I, I watched. Uh, I watched um, one of the last UFCs with uh, with his family at his sister's place with, with her husband. Uh, great folks, but. Um, as far as like uh, um, Four Royal Parkers, another one of my sponsors, like um, I was doing comedy shows with Eddie and working with Eddie, and he decided to sponsor my show full time. I'm very grateful for that. Um, but I want to hustle up the next sponsor for that radio show. Needed to be something that I use on a regular basis, like a like a fucking pizza place. Uh, but then, B&H, have you tried B and H? Yeah. I like B&H Jesus. when it was Charlie's and Nikiski. I know. Now I was like, I mean, sadness. Actual pain in my heart when Charlie's closed. You know, I dealt with all the, like, the whole, you know, chemtrail stuff that he was always excited about. I went in there, I listened to him, I nodded my head and smiled and listened to it, took my pizza and went home and ate it and didn't really think again about it because the pizza was so damn good. I just really, you know, whatever. You can talk about whatever, man. You can come in here and tell me Obama's the greatest president ever. I'm just going to smile at you and shake my head up and down and say, yeah, that's good, that's good, because I don't want you to spit or do something disgusting to my pizza. So uh, you, you you make pizza that good, I'll listen to whatever you got to say. Just give me my pizza in 30 minutes and we're good. But, um, yeah, when they closed down, I was so sad. And then B&H opened. And it was like it was like a little piece of my heart came back. Can, can I share my favorite Charlie's memory? Please. All right, so we just moved up here and Charlie my wife doesn't eat pizza I didn't know that when we got together like we wouldn't have been married how do you trust her I fucking took a minute 
Like, it really did. Because I really think that, like, if you don't like pizza or you don't like staple foods... That's, like, worse than being a commie. Yeah, you need to say that, like, right up front. If you're like, you know what, I really think Karl Marx had some great ideas. That's one of the things you need to throw out right up front. Like, yo, I don't eat pizza. I don't know that, like, in a very real way, if my wife and I would have ever dated, you know, I knew she didn't eat pizza. Anyway... She was very, like, adamant that this place, Charlie's, and Nikiski was very good. So I went out there a couple of times, but they made, uh, they made uh, a gyro, like a, like a gyro yeah. sandwich. Um, I noticed that was on their menu, and I said, you know, hey, can I get gyro meat um, on, uh, on the pizza? And, uh, and, like, on the side, can we get some tzatziki so I can, like, dip the mm. pizza in there? And, I mean, it wasn't on the menu, and they're like, well, let me see if I can make that. See if it's so hard to throw mm. to throw the meat on the pizza. You made it out like it was going to be a project. Yeah, she like I've got to talk to the boss. We've got to make some phone calls. Someone might be on vacation. Not like you came in and said, "Can you do this?" Even though it's not on the menu, and this is the price that I'm willing to pay, or anything like that. I mean, you left it. You left it an open ticket. They could have said fifty yeah. bucks, and you probably would have been free like, market. I'm they, doing it. Yeah, they could have adjusted fire. Just like, well, we don't normally make that, but we're going to make that for you, but we're going to make you a special price for that. Yeah, that's what I would have done. Yeah? That's the way to go. Yeah. Huh. But, uh, you know, now we have we have uh, Charlie's Angels, B&H, Pizza Boys, Big Daddies. Big Daddies, yeah. Um, very good people in there, too. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Tony Dunbar. Um, also doing a special pizza of the month every month. So right now, um, in the month of February, Pizza Boys has their chicken bacon ranch. Uh, in the month of January, their their special uh, pizza of the month by the slice was the chicken carbonara. Uh, last year or last month at um, at Big Daddy's, he had the combination pizza, but his combination pizza had so many ingredients on it like you had to get like a fork and knife because I wow. like I tried fall apart. yeah you couldn't lift it up like you couldn't with two hands it's fault like there's so much shit mm. yeah it was a great fucking experience totally it's a beautiful thing about like living up here is that we have some really really great pizza by the slice places uh, so if you're out at lunch and you're like I don't know what to get I don't want to get in line at Burger King or and I'm Burger King I don't want to get in line at McDonald's don't get some local pizza or Go to Snitzel Bomber. That Yo, place. fuck yes. God, I get, what's the open face thing that I got there the last time? It was like an open, I think it was a special. I don't think it was the, yeah, it was some special he was running, or they were running that day. Oh my God. Man, yeah. it was it was a whole new level. It yeah. was amazing. Um, if you're listening to this right now, and you're like, man, it's, uh, it's definitely not Saturday, and I'm hungry, you should go to Schnitzel Bomber. They make good food. But don't go on Saturday because they're closed. Only thing better than the food is the people. They're just oh, yeah. great people. Oh uh, yeah, Vinny, uh, Vincent, and his wife, uh, fantastic, uh, fantastic folks. Great people. Yeah. All right, uh, Brandon. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, and listener, if you've made it this far, uh, run into me. Catch me out there. And if you're over the age of twenty-one, I'll smoke you out. Booyah, Shaka. Or you can smoke me out. That's cool too. <laughs> <laughs>